powerful church. It's an amazing thing, Bazalana Hobamo, Mount Horeb, Grace Bible Church, Mount Horeb. Thank you so much, uh, you know, for Maobani, even for today. I'm very, very happy, Hobamona. Uh, I see some of our leaders are here, uh, Rabba Amohela, and uh, maybe they can stand. Give them a big hand, Bazalana. Amen. Yes, so anyhow. But, uh, and then, Kinalinta Temkonto, who always travels with me. Uh, can you give him a big hand? Let him stand, please. Tatemkonto. Amen. And then, Linda Temuloi, give Tatemuloi a big hand. Can he stand, please? Amen. Amen. Bazalana, this is home. Uh, I'm no stranger here. I've been here many times. Murutilinong, uh, the apostle, the mama apostle served with us in the church for many, many years, very faithfully so. And the time came when we planted a church here this side and handed the church over to them to run the church, and they're doing a fantastic job. How many of you can say amen? amen. It's good to see some of all the people that we know from Fantuka Af, Kaleleye, Mutisimion, Isobo, Ivonavamona. Hey, it's very nice to just go around, and everybody, many of you, it's so good, Hobamo. But I really want to say we're very grateful, Bazalana, for being here and for the word of God among you. This morning, I want to teach a simple message entitled, The Power of a Positive Spirit. The Power of a Positive Spirit. Or you can entitle it, The I Can Do Spirit. The Power of a Positive Spirit or that I can do spirit. And I want to ask you to take notes. Please avoid walking around unnecessarily and disturbing. And please do your best to listen. Because when God's word comes, there is a reason for it. Can I hear an amen, Bazalan? Yes. All right. The power of a positive spirit or the I can do spirit. By, by I use the word spirit as an umbrella term or as a word that includes many things. By spirit, I'm talking about your beliefs, what you believe, all right? By spirit, I'm talking about your mindset, your attitude, or the core of your being. You know, besides this physical body, Yarona, there's another side of us that is immaterial, okay? You don't see it like the physical body. And, and that side of us is a side that has to do with what we believe, what our attitude are, what we think. It has to do with our mindset. And it's been discovered that to move on in life has to do to a large extent with the core of what you believe, the attitude of your mind, your attitude towards life, and your mindset and what I choose to call a spirit. Therefore, if you are negative in your spirit, it's going to affect your life. But the problem is, we live in a negative world. We live in a world where we're hearing bad news every day. You know, when you, when you buy the newspaper, you know, a lot of stories there are negative stories. When you open televisions, Many stories there are negative stories. Not only that, many of us, we come from homes where, you know, we go through problems as families. There's challenges, there's difficulties. And so 
We go through poverty. We go through broken families, broken homes. You know, we lose things in our lives. We get retrenched. Youth go to school, then they can't find jobs. All kinds of things. There's crime. There's all kinds of things. And, and all of those things that surround us, it becomes difficult, really, to be positive and optimistic about life. It becomes difficult. It's not impossible, but it becomes difficult. We see the way the drugs are being abused, and you see the way life is going. And, and, and if you're not careful, you can, you can cave in to a negative spirit. If you're not careful, you can start looking at life through negative eyes. If you're not careful, you can start expecting negative things in life. But you see, the way God has created us, God has created us that even when we are in the midst of difficulty, if you have a positive spirit about you, even if you are in the midst of difficulties, you are going to make it through in the name of Jesus. I say you missed a good place to shout hallelujah in the south and amen in the south. God has created us that regardless of what the background, that your background, it may be negative, it may be a difficult one, but your life is not defined by where you were born. And your destiny and your tomorrow is not defined by where you are today. Can I hear an amen in the house? So we need to then learn to have a positive spirit. Why? Because our spirit influences all of life. Our spirit influences the outcome of things in our life. We read in Matthew chapter 12 from verse 33 in the New King James Bible. Jesus says, either make the tree good and its fruit good. Or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Then let's skip to verse 35. He says, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then he says, watch this. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. Let me say that again. He says a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. Now watch, let's talk about that. So Jesus says from our heart, from the core of our being, but from the core of your being, from your beliefs and your attitude, a good man out of that good treasure in his heart, which means this, whatever your heart is full of, whatever fills your heart, that's what you're going to bring forth. Your heart, Bazalana, gets filled with things through hearing, through what you're reading, through what is taught, so as you look at life, as you listen to people talk, as you see things done, these things make their way into your heart. Amen. So watch this now. When your heart receives these words or receives these experiences, it incubates them. Somebody say incubate. incubate. Say it again, incubate. incubate. 
You see, this is why Moranajeso Hanaruta in Mark chapter 4, he, 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 he was giving an example of what happens to the word of God when it's preached. He says a person who preaches is like a sower or a farmer who went out to sow seeds that fell into the ground. So Jesus likens your heart, your spirit to the ground. He says your spirit is like the garden or the ground. When words come, like when seeds are sown in the ground, when words are spoken, they are sown into your heart. What happens when you take seeds and you put it into the ground? The minute the seed gets in contact with the ground, it starts growing. It starts growing. And whatever seed you've planted, that's what is going to come to pass. You cannot plant oranges and reap potatoes. Huh? You cannot plant uh, lemons and then reap uh, watermelons. Whatever kind of seed gets planted into the ground, that's what comes out. So then Jesus continues and says, be careful then what you hear. He says, take heed how you hear. He says, with the same measure that you meet, it shall be measured back to you. One translation says, to the same extent that you listen to and give attention and concentrate on what you listen to, that is to the same extent that it will produce in your life. What happens? We hear bad news. We are told bad things. We are told the economy is bad. We are told there's no jobs for young people. We are told there's sickness and disease. We are told you are not a conqueror. We are told all kinds of things. Those words come and they lodge in our hearts. And Jesus says, from what is in your heart, from the treasure that's in your heart, that's what you're going to give birth to. Yeah. Yeah. You give birth to it. That's why so much bad and evil is coming about in people's lives. That's because that's what their heart has conceived. Yes. So we hear all these things. It affects what we believe. It affects what we expect. It affects even anything. And so what happens? We become negative people. And then we have a negative spirit. Then what do we do? Because we have a negative spirit, we start talking negatively all the time. And when you speak negatively all the time, the problem is the person that those negative words affect the most is you. Because you are listening to you. And you are sowing bad seeds in your spirit. So it becomes a vicious cycle. You see, you speak negative things, they get into your heart, you conceive them, you give birth to negative things. When you see negative things, you talk about them and you hear them again and they get into your heart. And, it, and that's why people are locked in a vicious cycle. Many people can't get out of the vicious cycle. They just don't know how to turn their life around. They are locked in a vicious cycle. Mutabarako haye, renalidi party. We have a lento, yaka lagu koko, wo koko, yazagu koko, manaba salivami, manje lento igimi. We don't understand why certain things are affecting the whole family, taking away the whole family. The problem is nobody in that family had the wisdom to know how to turn it around. But I'm looking at somebody who's going to turn it around in the name of Jesus. Are you that person who's going to turn it around in your family, in your home? Yeah. Your spirit is your most important asset. 
Because it influences the outcome of your life. Let me show you other scriptures that show how our spirit influences our lives. You know, and I love this because, see, what I'm preaching here is what turned my life around. I grew up as one who was called Siklek. A lot. You know, any time, like winter time, I would always end up with a flu. I used to have headaches, that's are failing, migraine headaches, ear infections, all kinds of things, all kinds of allergies. Bible who says sick like, and that's what happens. The world gives you a name. And <laughs> And what you don't realize, the more you call yourself by that name, is the more you become that name. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, and you are busy tatlafaling even more. Look at your neighbor and say, I hope you're not tatlafaling. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us are go higher, we are just poor people. King, kiss somebody's thing. Okay, forgive. Sorry. Okay, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. Other scriptures that talk about the spirit. Proverbs 18, 14, it says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? Wow. The you see, that's why I'm encouraging some of you to be positive when you are hearing preaching. You are not going to receive anything. Can I hear an amen? Uh, come on, can I hear an amen in the house? Yeah. Proverbs 18, 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. One translation reads this way. It says, the spirit of a man will endure his suffering. Watch this. The spirit of a man will endure his suffering, but a distressing spirit who can bear. Yeah. Some of you, you like saying, I can stress, I can stress, I can stress. How many of you are sitting next to somebody like that? Or better, still hectic, hectic. Anybody sitting next to somebody who says this? Listen to what it says. It says, the spirit of a man will endure his suffering. In other words, even when you are suffering, what's this now? Even when you are suffering, if your spirit is a positive spirit, it will sustain you. Even when you are suffering. Yeah. Then it says, but... A distressing spirit or a wounded spirit who can bear. In other words, when your spirit is negative, even when you are surrounded by positive things, that's the problem. And some of you, you are exposed to good things and positive things, but your spirit has become negative. And you are hanging around with people who are negative spirited. Yes. You must stay away from people with a negative spirit. I'll say that again. You've got to stay away from people with a negative spirit. Yeah. 
Stay away from people who don't love God. Stay away from people who don't pray. Stay away from people who criticize pastors. Stay away from people who criticize churches. Stay away from people who are disloyal. Stay away in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, stay away, stay away, stay away. Hallelujah. One translation says, a man's courage can sustain his broken body. But when courage dies, what hope is left? A man's courage can sustain his broken body. But when courage dies, what hope is left? This means that when physically you are going through adversity, but you have a strong spirit, it will sustain you in the midst of challenges. For that reason, when your spirit gets broken, when your spirit becomes negative, you lose your greatest asset. And this is what Satan tries to do. He tries to break your spirit. He tries to make your spirit negative. You can be in a good marriage and some people start influencing you how bad your partner is. You can be in a good church and people start influencing you how bad that church is. And before you know where you are, all you see is negativity. You can come from a good home and you can be fed negative things about your parents. All of a sudden, these parents who were nice, all of a sudden because of what you've heard, now that you are negative about them. So the spirit influences us. Can I hear an amen, Bazala? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. Note what it says. It says, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, here's a question. What do we use a candle for? For what? For what? Light. Do you need a candle during the day? So we need a candle when it's dark. Is that right? So the Bible says your spirit is the candle of the Lord. What does it mean? It means God is going to use your spirit to give light to your life. Now what what, what does that really mean? It means God uses your spirit to guide you. God uses your spirit to give you hope. God uses your spirit to give you vision. See, this is why when you are sitting in church and you are discouraged, see, when you hear God's word preached, something happens in here. Yeah. Even if nothing has been solved, even if nothing has changed, but a hope begins to come. Yeah. So God uses your spirit to give vision. To give hope, to give direction, to give encouragement, to keep you strong. This is why you got to read God's word on a daily basis. Pray on a daily basis. Meditate on God's word on a daily basis. Why? You want to feed your spirit so that your spirit stays positive. This is why you want to listen to CDs on preaching. You want to listen to Christian music. This is why you want to keep your ears away from negative stuff. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. 
So which means when your spirit gets dampened, your light goes out. Yeah. And that's what Satan tries to do. He tries to cause your spirit to be negative. Yeah. Why? Because once your spirit gets dampened, he's going to control your life. He's going to control everything about you. You'll be a negative person, always negative, always looking at the bad side of life. You know, there's people that you really don't like to be around. How many of you know those people? How many of you are sitting next to one of those people right now? (laughs) What most of us don't realize is that the spirit world controls and influences the natural world. And if you don't learn how to operate properly in the spirit world, you're going to have problems. And by spirit world, I'm talking about the attitude, the heart, the mind, but also remember, God is in the spirit world. We don't see him. We don't taste him. We don't smell him. We can't touch him. But God is. And when you learn to operate in the principles of his word, it helps you to be powerful in the spirit world. We read a very interesting story in 2 Kings chapter 6. And this story illustrates this point, how real the spirit world is. In this story... We read about the prophet Elisha. At this time we are told that the king of Aram was at war with Israel. And this king sent his horses and chariots early one morning to surround the city where the Israelites were. The prophet Elisha and his servant were in the city. So, when Elisha's servant got up in the morning, he was shocked to see the army and the horses and the chariots that had surrounded the city. Being afraid, in verse 15, the Bible says, he cried out to Elisha. He says, oh my Lord, what shall we do? Because he sees all these chariots, he sees all these horses, he sees all this great army that is surrounding them. With his physical eyes, he sees all this. And he is so afraid. See, most of us, we are controlled by what we see with our physical eyes. We allow what we see with our physical eyes to have the final say. We allow what we see with our physical eyes to define the destiny of our lives. So he's afraid. He says, what shall we do? Verse 16, Elisha responds by saying, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Same situation, same everything, two different responses. One is afraid, the other is not afraid. One only sees what they look at through the natural eye. The other one not only sees through the natural eye, but they also see through the spiritual eye. 
This is why even in life, we don't look at life the same way. There are people who look at life and they say, I'll not make it. I'll never serve God. I will never do well in my life. But there are other people who say in the same home, in the same church, in the same township, in the same background, their response is a different one. Note, verse 17. Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. Hang on now. I thought he had eyes to see. Which eyes are you talking about? Because he saw through his eyes. He saw the horses. He saw the chariots. He saw the army. Which eyes? Are you telling me that even if I have these physical eyes, I may still not see certain things? That's why Paul prays for the church in Ephesus. He says, I pray that God may open the eyes of your understanding. Yeah. He says, open his eyes so he may see. Note what it says, verse 17. Then the Lord opened his eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around. See, the horses and the chariots of fire that he saw were angelic beings sent by God. And note, these angelic beings were there even when he was afraid the first time. Yeah. They were there. And many of us, we are busy afraid of Satanists, afraid of all kinds of things. When God said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you and I'll be with you. You see, but that's because we don't have a positive spirit. That's because we have been fed so much on wrong things. We have so amplified the power of the devil that the devil is all we know, the devil is all we see. But I'm here to tell you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm here to tell you, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I'm here to tell you, God has made you victorious. God, Jesus says, I give you power over the power of the enemy. Somebody say, power over power. You see, Jesus is not denying that the devil is powerful. He says, is, he is powerful. Jesus Christ, I am giving you power over the power. Somebody say, power over power. Yeah. We're not saying he's not powerful. We're all, all we're saying is he's no match for Jesus Christ. He's powerful, Yena. Yeah, nah? He's powerful for those who have a negative spirit, not those of us who know who we are in Christ. Can I hear an amen? I give you power over the power of the enemy. And the Bible tells us that the Armenian soldiers were defeated that day through the intervention of angels. When Elisha's servant was trembling in fear earlier, the angels were there all along. But because he doesn't see in the spirit world, and all he does is to operate with a negative spirit, he thought he is outnumbered. So we need, therefore, Bazalan, to sensitize ourselves to the fact that the spirit world is greater. And we need to learn how to operate from our spirits and not allow ourselves to have negative spirits. We already read in Matthew 12, 33, that we bring forth from our hearts. We bring forth. A good man brings forth. What is it that comes from your heart? Faith comes from your heart. What is it that comes from your heart? Vision comes from your heart. 
What is it that comes from your heart? Courage comes from your heart. What is it that comes from your heart? Determination comes from your heart. What is it that comes from your heart? Holiness comes from your heart. What is it that comes from your heart? Faithfulness and loyalty comes from your heart. But by the same token, discouragement comes from the heart. By the same token, lack of vision comes from the heart. Fear comes from the heart. But it is you who makes the choice. Jesus says, a good man out of the good treasure. Which means this. You must make up your mind. You're going to fill your heart with a different kind of product. Amen. Yeah. You know, I was saying yesterday, the reason we need to read God's word so much and almost overdose on it. The, need, the reason we need to pray so much and spend time in church so much and, and spend time saving God so much and do it so much is because we are, we are counteracting the negativity that surrounds us. Many people, were, we were born in a negative environment. That's all we know. That's all we know. That's all we've heard. That's all we have experienced. So, and even the world itself, you know, in the book of in, in the in the in the book of Philippians, the Bible says for us to shine as lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. To shine as lights, shine as lights, shine as lights, shine as lights in the midst of. Ah, you're not hearing what we are saying. Shine as lights in the midst of. We are in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We are in the midst of. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation. And the word tribulation is tests, trials, difficulties, challenges. He said, in this world, in this world, in this world, in this world, you will have tribulation. He says, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. You see, what demonstrates the power of God in our lives isn't that God takes us out of problems and takes us out of the world. What demonstrates the power of God in our lives is that in the midst of a crooked and perverse world, in the midst of a world that is evil and doing wrong, there are some of us who are lights there. And we walk as children of God. We live as children of God. We live as lights, not because of our own power, but because the one who's inside of us is greater than the one who is in the world. Yeah. 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 Upile as a young person. Straight. Yeah. Straight. Straight. No nyaupe. No alcohol. No, but my susu, but my brother. Straight. Upila ulimuruti usayezi din totsi saying straight. Upila ulime straight. Upila ulentate straight. Upila ulunkuno straight. People even want to know. Ubayetamba nabahal. In the midst of. In the midst of. Oh, some of you are not saying anything. I, 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 I said in the midst of crooked and perverse generation. And so what can I do therefore 
to have a positive spirit. Or what does a positive spirit or what does an I can do spirit do? Number one, an I can do spirit walks by faith. Walks by faith. What does it mean to walk by faith? To walk by faith means to live by God's word. To trust God's word. To believe what God's word says about you. You must believe what the word of God says about you. Some of you, you have more confidence, more ying than you do mumudi mongwalon. You have more confidence in to be affected by Satanists than to be affected by the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, when I below saring amen, ubu akawen. Now, actually, he's talking about. You know, sometimes I get so concerned when I hear people amplify the power of the devil. You know, there was a time, I don't know if it's still there, where there was so much talk about Satanists. All the time. Now, I'm not denying the power of Satanists. But you got to check, whoever they affected, it's somebody who didn't know who they were in Christ. It's people who don't know who they are in Christ. Because if you know who you are in Christ, I said if you know who you are in Christ. So walk by faith. Walk by faith. Faith is not a doctrine. Faith is not a formula. Faith is a lifestyle. Second Corinthians 4.13 says, We therefore, having the same spirit of faith, we believed and therefore we spoke. What's this now? Faith means you learn to speak God's word over your life. Faith is a spirit. Faith is an attitude. It's not just something you do. How can It's an attitude of life. How do you approach life? Do you believe what God says about you when you go for the interview? Some of you are there for interview. You say, well, it's okay, interview, you'll be 10. And then now every time gets an interview, they tell me they'll phone me and they never phone. That's not a spirit of faith. You are having more faith in the power of the devil than in the power of God. Can I hear an amen? Faith speaks about what we believe. Whatever we believe with conviction becomes our reality. Let me say that again. Whatever we believe with conviction becomes our reality. Unfortunately, the most harmful beliefs that we have in our lives are self-limiting the beliefs. These beliefs are about who we are. These beliefs about our potential. These beliefs about our future, our destiny. And these negative beliefs, they hold us back. In Numbers chapter 13, when Moses sent the 12 spies to go and spy out the land, most of you know it. When you read from verse 25, it says, and they returned from searching the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and they brought back word to them. And they showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came to the land where you sent us. Surely it's a land that flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. No, they said, nevertheless. Somebody say, nevertheless. Nevertheless. 
Another word for that is the word but. Have you ever heard somebody but? Like I was telling them, you know, 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 Have you ever heard somebody do this to you? You know, they tell you all the good news. You see, a negative spirit in a lady, Mara, Yeah. They say, but, nevertheless, the people are strong who dwell in the land. The cities are walled and very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. We saw the Amalekites, the Hittites, Jebusites, the Amorites, the Canaanites. Now note, it says, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses. He says, let us go up at once and possess the land, for we are well able to overcome it. That's the spirit of faith. When people say they cannot finish their school, when are we are well able to finish our school. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. When people say their life will never ever eat some hunter, when are my life will go in a good way. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able to go up. The people are stronger than us. And they brought an evil report of the land unto the children of Israel. The land, though it, we have gone to search, it, it's a land that it's its inhabitants. And the people that we saw in it are of great stature. We saw the giants, the children of Anak, they are like giants. And the Bible says when the people heard this, the people cried. People are more ready to believe bad news than good news. You know, even if people know you for a long time and they know how good you are, the day they hear bad news about you, they embrace that more readily than good news. Yeah. Yeah. When you say, Kiyo, what's up, Mutuna? Hey, and I'm going to say, what's up, Ratana? One day, Mobotango Rabanabalan, but Ritibile. Anybody else, anybody who's sitting next to some Ritibile person, eh? I just find that somehow people love bad news. You know, it's almost like people are so negative, they're not expecting anything to go right with your life. They're not expecting your home to be okay. They're not expecting you to make it educationally. They're not expecting God to prosper you and bless you. And if you're serving God and you're a pastor, they're just waiting for a day when they can have bad news. The, the newspapers will never write about you when you're doing well. They wait to put you in shui when you have done something. We live in a time where people's minds are shwashwirized. All that people want is bad news, and bad news make the headlines. Yeah. Yeah. Hona no, they're not saying anything. I'm telling you, Basalana, our world is filled with negativity. Some of you, your parents are not saying anything when you're coming to church. They're not saying anything. You come into church every Sunday. You are reading your Bible. You are praying. People have a negative spirit. People carry a negative spirit. It's as though, I don't know how to say it in English. They have put you bumper.
I see these men here in church, lovely men, decent men, loving God with all their hearts, saying amen to the word of God. Oh, shabba yabba yabba. And some people don't like this. No, they don't like this. To have men who love God, men who serve God. Men, abahamba they're waiting just to hear They won't even ask sixteen And people start believing that and then they find out it wasn't true. Because people are ready to embrace negative news. And I'm telling you, Basalana, I'm telling you the truth. This is just the way our world is. And we are all affected by that. You must, you must decide to intentionally break away from that kind of thing. That's why our lives are so filled with negativity. I'm being honest with you. Some people, I don't like to be around them. I don't want my ears to be filled with those kinds of things. They have story after story, scandal after scandal, huh? Slaving after slaving. They they know all the bad news in the neighborhood. All those come on aleso. Hey, wait, 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 I know you don't like my preaching, but I'm here to preach God's word and not to entertain you. You, you, you. Your spirit is so filled with negativity and you're wondering why your life is not going where it's supposed to go. Embrace the positive spirit. Don't allow people to bring you into a, a negative spirit. Learn to protect your spirit by closing your ears. Pasalan, your ears are not a garbage bin where people are going to dump all the nonsense inside your ears. Protect your heart. Guard your heart. You know, in the book of Proverbs, God says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Guard your heart. If you don't guard your heart, I'm telling you, your heart will be filled with all kinds of negative things. All kinds of negative things. Look at your neighbor who's not saying amen and say, That's why amen. There are three spirits that try to control us. A spirit of fear, a spirit of anger, and a spirit of lack. So create an atmosphere of faith by reading and listening to God's word. Basalana, buy CDs. Listen to the word. Consistently so. Even this morning, I woke up, I was listening to the word. I came in the car, I have my iPod. I was listening to the word. Listen to the word all the time. I was telling them yesterday, I have to overdose on that. Because there's too much negativity in our world. You can't lead well if you're full of negativity. You can't have a good home if you're full of negativity. I'm being honest with you. And Satan is a specialist at sowing negative thoughts in our minds. You know, in my home, I, we work, uh, you know, we... We don't have a maid, so we clean for ourselves. So, you know, I clean my house quite a bit. And Monday, I try to cook. They have to pray hard for the food, Mara. At least I try. Amen. And you know one thing that I've never understood? Many times when I'm cooking or cleaning, 
there are these thoughts that come to my mind. How, where is your wife? Why is he not taking care of you? And blah, blah, blah. Yes, from nowhere. They're not from me. All of a sudden, you start feeling sorry for yourself. I'm here cleaning. But they're out there. And then, and, and, then, and then if you go with those thoughts, once back, and I come yeah, but maybe I understand that. You understand what I'm talking about? Once bang you are on them. And they haven't done anything. The problem is you. You've been feeding your mind and, and feeding your thoughts on negativity. So when they come in, now you're on their case. I've had to learn to say, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. I try my best to have a positive mindset towards my wife and my children, and the church that I lead. Because I'm telling you, there's always a voice out there. And some of you, you give in to that voice. It's the voice of the devil. It's the voice of lies. It's the voice of discouragement. Satan tries to divide and not unite. Satan tries to sow the seeds of doubt. Yeah, yeah. You start wanting to check underground. See, you see somebody succeeding. You start thinking maybe Babu Maybe maybe And it's all kinds, you know, it's all negativity. Satan loves to do that. Friendships have been broken over this. Good relationships have been broken. People have left good churches. Over things like this. Negative spirits. Tell your neighbor, walk by faith. Basalana, walk by faith and stop making excuses. Because excuses never get the job done. Wherever you are in life, walk by faith. The Bible says Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith in Hebrews chapter 12. Number two, that I can do spirit understands the grace of God. What does it mean? The grace of God is sufficient for you. God has got you in the palm of his hand. Look at the neighbor and say, Tell them again, You know, Basalana, there are certain challenges when we go through them. We want to pray them away. Sometimes when things are bad, we want to pray and we want God to give us a magic wand. You hope you can just wake up one day and everything has disappeared. But God doesn't work like that. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 7. It reads, because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, for this reason, to keep me from exalting myself, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh. This is Paul speaking. Paul said, I had a thorn in the flesh. I had this thing that was bothering me. This attack that was coming my way. This thing that doesn't want to go away. Have you ever been there? I said, have you ever been there? Yeah. And it's not coming because you are sinning. It's not coming because you are not walking with God. It comes to you when you are going to church. It comes to you when you are serving God. In fact, it comes to you after you decided to commit more to God. It's a thorn in your flesh. It's something that comes your way. It doesn't want to go. Listen to what Paul says. He says it's a messenger of Satan who was sent to 
torment me and to keep me from exalting myself. He says, concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. Paul says, three times I prayed and said, God, remove this thing. God, remove this thing. Yeah. We, we understand that. that. So those things are, God, please, God, over faster. God, remove these things. Note what Paul says. Then he says, but the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. <laughs> God doesn't remove it. God doesn't take it away. God says, you know what? My grace is sufficient for you. Ah, am I preaching to somebody in this place? Am I preaching to somebody in this place? Am I preaching to somebody in this place? Basana na konizinto unkulunkulu agasusi empilweni zetu usfaga guzo kotoa sizopu mangale. David says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Listen what David says. He says, though I walk through, I walk, let me hear you, I walk, say it again, I walk. Listen to what David is saying. David is saying, David is saying, when I get into the valley of the shadow of death, I don't stand and feel sorry for myself. I don't sit down in discouragement and complaining. I just keep walking. I just keep walking. I keep praying. I keep going to church. I keep believing God, even if there's no difference. And I know when I keep walking, I'm going to walk. Some of you, when you have problems, you stop praying. Some of you, when you get problems, you stop coming to church. Some of you, when problems come, you stop reading the Bible. Some of you, you stop trusting God. David says, I'm not going to stop. Paul says, I'm not going to stop. God says, I'm not going to remove it. Mara, you're going to go through. Ah, can I hear an amen? Listen, listen, listen. God says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. He says, for my power, this is God saying. God says, my power is perfected in weakness. And Paul says, most gladly, therefore, I would rather boast about my problems so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. He says, therefore, I am well content with weakness, with insults, with distress, with persecution, with difficulty, so that Christ's sake, he says, for when I'm weak. Oh, come on now. Come on now. When I'm weak. Then I'm strong. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. Just when they were saying, Oh, morning, they don't know that is when I am most dangerous. When I'm weak, strong. Yeah. 
Just when they tried to close you down. Just when they tried to write you off. Just when they're about to write the obituary about you. Just when they're about to put you in the newspaper. Just when they said, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Yeah. And Paul says, I will glory in weakness, persecution, distress, difficulty. Bring it on. 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 Yeah. You see, most of us, we want a gospel that has no problems. We want a Christianity that is problems-free. But that's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulations. Yeah. He said, in this world, you will have tribulations. He says, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I had an interesting story. And I'll close with this. From one of my friends. Many of you know him. Muruti Keni. Kenneth Makop. He was. Uh, he lived with his uncle in Harangua. His uncle on his mother's side. And. His uncle told him a story. About something that happened there in Harangua. Many years ago. When that place was still almost like a forest when they were first developing places around that place. Some of you may not even have an idea about that. They still had wild animals in some of those areas and, and, and buffaloes in some places. So they went out hunting and with his friend and they came across a buffalo. No, 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 they were not hunting. They were just passing through the, the forest and they came across a buffalo. You know, buffaloes are strong animals. Very strong. So the friend took a shot at the buffalo. And the buffalo fell on its front legs. You know, fell like that. And the friend, noticing that the, he had really taken the buffalo out, approached this buffalo to finish it off. And as he came closer, the buffalo waited for him to be within a certain range. Because if you look at cows and buffaloes and oxen, they have very strong rear legs, feet. Is it legs or feet, whatever? King, is it whatever? They've got very strong legs, rear legs. You can see their thighs are huge, the calf is small. But their strength comes from the thighs to give them strength. So this buffalo, though the front legs were like that, the back legs were strong. Though it was weak, yet it was strong. And those of you who were shepherds, you, you, you know this. If you know anything about cows and oxen and all that, that when an ox is in that position... It in, it's in the most dangerous position. You, you don't approach. But he didn't know. Because it was weak. 
And as he got within range, that buffalo sprang through his back legs, hit him in his forehead, took him out. He actually died. I listened to that story and I thought, you know, we are like that buffalo. When I'm weak, I've seen the greatest move of God in my life when I felt like I can't hold on anymore. And I prayed. I said, God, remove this. God says, I'm not removing it. My grace is sufficient for you. I was hoping God would change situation. God said, I'm not changing anything. And you know what I found out? When you come out on the other side, you come out stronger with more faith but with a better understanding of God. Next time when you see a crisis you don't panic. Just like Elisha, when you see a great army surrounding you you don't panic. You say, son, Chill, my son. There are more with us. You learn to be like David. He looks at them. He says, you know what? I was young. Now I'm old. Mara, I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. It is the experiences that you go through in life that make your faith level in God grow and it makes you unshakable and unmovable and you learn to have a positive spirit about you because you saw God deliver you there and deliver you there and deliver you there and deliver you there and deliver you there, deliver you there when you thought you'll never go through anything. Moses prays one day to God. He says, God, you, you, you've sent me with these people out of Egypt. You've given me a huge task and you've told me to bring them into the promised land. If you say that I must take them there, show me your ways. Show me you. Guide me. Show me the way. God says, all right, Moses. And then God says, listen what he says. He says, my presence shall go with you. And I will give you rest. You know, when I was reading this years ago, I didn't understand what God was saying. I mean, Moses is asking God, God, I mean, I, I have a problem. You got to, I got to, I have to move these people there. God says, my presence shall go. I know, but God, what are you talking about? Until I read it in the Hebrew. In the Hebrew, it reads, Ponai Yelechu. Literally, God says to Moses, My faces will go. Oh, what do you mean, God? Your faces. Watch. God says, Moses, as you walk this journey, you will see different sides of me. You don't know me because you are not going through problems. You are not going through challenges. You don't know what you're talking about. Moses, 
Don't worry. My faces will go with you. So when you, when you come to the Red Sea, I will show you a side of me that you didn't know. You didn't know that I can open the Red Sea. Ah. And Moses, when you come to a crisis where there's no food and you need food, I will show you the side of me that I am Jehovah Jireh. I will provide. I'll show you another side of me. And when you are beaten by snakes and, and you are dying in the desert, I will show you another side that I am the doctor, I am the healer, I am Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that healeth thee. And so every day as you live your life, you see another side of God. 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 And when you see God like that, you cannot help but have a positive spirit about you. And you speak like David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in the green pastures. He restores my soul. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. When you have a positive spirit about you, God will take you from one thing to another to another. Bazalan, let me encourage you. God is more interested in you than you realize. God is more committed to your success than you realize. But if you allow yourself to be captured by a negative spirit, you neutralize the power of God that wants to work on your behalf. When you say negative things, believe negative things, act in a negative way, when you handle yourself in a negative way, God just folds his arms and looks at you and says, Hey, this child of mine, why laugh, man? Because you see, Basilan, when you read the Bible, you'll find out that of all the miracles that Jesus performed, when he healed people. 99 times out of 100, it was not Jesus who went to the people to heal them. Go and read it. Jesus was not even going to them. The woman with the issue of blood. This woman had to push her way through the crowd. And she, the Bible, she kept on saying, you, you got to keep on saying certain things about you. Yeah. She kept on saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Her condition was so negative. Bleeding for 12 years, sick, poor, lost all the money, tried all the doctors, nothing was getting better. The Bible says instead she was getting worse. But even when she was getting worse, she didn't allow her condition to make her spirit to be negative. And she didn't wait for Jesus to come her way. Some of you are saying you're waiting for God. God is waiting for you. God is
is waiting for you to believe. God is waiting for you to receive from him. God is waiting for you to take a step of faith. God is waiting for you. This woman, I can almost imagine her pushing her way through the crowd. Think about it. Weak, emaciated, lost weight, no strength, having to push her way through the crowd. She had to have a positive spirit about her. And I'm sure as she pushed away, she must have met some of her neighbors. Maki, Uvatamu. Maki, hi, Wena. Hi, it won't work for you. Maki, Muranajaso hasn't come to you. Did you know in these days, it was part of the law of Moses that any person in this woman's condition must be stoned to death if seen in public. I almost think about it that this woman must have thought, I'm dying anyhow. Yeah, get sure anyhow. So either I die now or I die later. Mara sure anyhow. Mara, instead of waiting for death to kill me, I'm gonna take a positive step and go to Jesus. Yeah. See, some of you you are waiting. Some of you you've become victims of your conditions. You've become victims of what people have said. You've become victims of what doctors have told you. You become victims of what people in the economy have told you. They've analyzed you, they've made a test, and they have put a name on you, and you're believing that name when God hasn't called you by that name. Can you imagine her pushing her way through the crowd? Pushing her way through the crowd, and finally she touches the hem of the garment of Jesus. And Jesus stopped. Jesus stops. He says, Who touched me? And the disciple says, what do you mean? Everybody has been pushing against you. Jesus says, well, everybody is pushing against me from curiosity. Everybody is touching me out of curiosity. But there's someone who touched me with a positive spirit. Amen. Jesus says, who touched me? Who touched me? The woman comes and says, Lord, Kinna." The Bible says, Jesus says, who touched me? Because he felt virtue, power, going out of him. This woman made a demand on God's power. She, 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 she. You see, the power of God was there all along, but the people who touched Jesus without faith, with a negative spirit, even if the power was there, the power couldn't translate from Jesus to them. Mara, this woman who was not even in the front row, this woman who was not even healthy, this woman who had to push away, she had a different heart, she had a different attitude. I wonder if you have a different attitude in your life. And she touches Jesus. And Jesus says, daughter, be of good cheer. Thy faith. Thy faith. Your faith. Not my power. Jesus gives the woman the credit. Your faith. Your, your faith. Your faith, woman. And I'm here to tell you your faith. I'm here to tell you your faith. What about blind Bartimaeus? Standing by the side of the road. He's blind. He's got his friends. He hears a noise. What's going on? But it's Jesus. He says... Eh, the same Jesus who heals people? Yeah. The same one who raises the dead? Yes. The same one who's a miracle worker? Eh. Then he says, well, take me to him. But no, he's not coming to you. Go and read it. That's the way people are. But no, he's not coming to you. 
He's passing by. If some of you were in the position of, of blind Bartimaeus, you would have given up right there. Yeah. Some of you, when people give you bad news, you drop your dream, you drop your vision. You throw away everything. You just leave everything because of bad news. Not, not a person with a positive spirit. Not blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus thought, okay, I may not have eyes to see, but I've got a voice. <laughs> and the Bible says, and Bartimaeus cried out with a loud voice, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says, the guys who were with him, they told him to shut up. Quiet. You see, there are people who don't want you to walk towards God. When you try to step, take a step towards God, Uzenza ngono. Yeah, I believe we are going to get because ufra. So right, kifra, I'm going to get something from God. Jesus, son of David. They tried to keep him quiet. I like Bartimaeus. I hope you'll be like Bartimaeus, my dear. Nobody's going to keep me quiet when I want to believe something from God. Basalana, when you want to move towards God, don't allow other people to determine your response. Don't allow other people to tell you what you must do. Don't allow what other people to command what you must do. Bible says, Bartimaeus cried out even more. He tuned his voice. Jesus! 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 Hey! Jesus! Have mercy! And the Bible says, and Jesus stopped. He said, who, who, who's calling me? But is that man over there? He said, bring him to me. And when the people went to get him, his friends, these hypocrites, but be of good cheer, he is calling you. In other words, we've been with you all along, brother. We've been praying for you. You know, people are strange, eh? People are strange, eh? They criticize you and criticize you when th and they stand against you. When it works, they want to act like, no, we've been with you all along. You know, we've, we, you know people are strange. People are funny. Comes to Jesus. Now, here, yeah, watch this. Jesus can see the man is blind. Blind people those days, you could identify them from their clothes, from what they had, just like we do today. Here, man, this man comes to Jesus, stands before Jesus. And my man, I'm going to just one another guy's blind. But he says to the man, what do you want me to do for you? Hey! Even if God knows what you want, he still wants you to tell him. Yeah, some of you are saying, Mundibu wa yiti mos. Mundibu wa yiti. Yeah, wa yiti, my dear. Wa yiti, ne? Wa yiti, ena, ne? Marakao shapaka zingzong. If you are not going to ask him. See, some of you, you are waiting for God to do something. Say, God knows I'm in this. God knows. Yeah, he does know. But he said, ask. And you shall receive. Knock. And it shall be open. You have put your life on hold, hoping that it will work out of luck and coincidence. It's not going to work. God said, ask. Yeah. What do you want me to do for you? That I may receive my eye, my sight. And Jesus says, your faith, your faith, your faith has made you whole. Have a positive spirit. Whatever your difficulty is, it's not too difficult for God. Bow your heads, please, and close your eyes with me.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Say that behind school. Nabara, bara, 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 b